0: Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all charges of the murder of George Floyd following a three-week trial in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We spoke with New York Times reporter Nicholas bogle Burroughs, who reported live on the trial. KCSB's Alexandra Goldberg has the story.
1: My name is Nicholas bogle Burroughs. I'm a reporter for the New York Times National Desk and a former student at UC Santa Barbara. Uh, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm in Minneapolis right now.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me. Today is Friday, April 23rd, 2021, and the Derek Chauvin trials taking place in Minneapolis, Minnesota, has reached a verdict. As we know, Derek Chauvin is a former police officer charged with the killing of George Floyd in May 2020. After three weeks, what did we learn?
1: Earlier this week, the verdict came back in the trial, and Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer, was found guilty of second-degree murder, of third-degree murder, and of of a manslaughter charge. He is now facing uh, what could be decades in prison for the uh, killing of George Floyd last May. Uh, This all came after a three-week trial in which there were a bunch of different experts and witness testimony and at the end of the day, the jury deliberated for just under 10 hours and uh, decided to found, find him guilty of, of all the charges that he faced.
0: And what was it like being a live reporter for this case and seeing all the events unravel?
1: Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, I, so because of the coronavirus, they only allowed two reporters into the courtroom each day um and so they rotated the news outlets and so we got to do that every i don't know week and a half maybe but and so we split that among a few new york times reporters and so i i was in there um for one day uh just for about 30 minutes because they had this short hearing so it was very um it was kind of surreal to be inside the courtroom where everyone's watching on television and you see the the lawyer that you've you've seen make arguments all the time, and the judge and the courtroom just felt very small compared to what you might expect. Um, but then, just being here in Minneapolis, uh, so much has happened during this trial. Uh, you know, on an average day, I was probably not doing anything much different than someone watching from New York. I was sitting in my hotel room watching the live stream of the of the court proceedings. But uh, at a certain on Last Sunday, uh, April 11th, um, there was a, uh, a, a police shooting in Brooklyn Center, which is a, a Minneapolis suburb, and this came right in the middle of the Chauvin trial, um, and a, a white officer had, had shot a 20-year-old black man named Dante Wright. Um, the officer seemed to maybe uh, think that she was firing her taser, but, but shot and killed him with her handgun. And so this just sent off, set off, obviously, a, a huge reaction in Brooklyn Center and Minneapolis. And um, so, you know, for the week after that, I was writing a lot about that story and that tragedy and covering these really insane protests and police response and, and aggressive policing in Brooklyn Center. Um, so I had these like 18 hour days and was trying to keep track of the trial and also focus on how this was affecting the trial. And, and, uh, it was, it's been, it's been kind of wild. Yeah. And
0: in what influence do you think the Chauvin trials will have on the outcome of Potter's case in the Wright legacy?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think, you know, I think, uh, Kimberly Potter, the officer who sh- shot and killed Dante Wright, um, you know, she was charged with manslaughter pretty quickly after uh, the shooting. Um, I don't know if that happens five years ago, uh, you know, with, with with just how much more pressure there is on prosecutors to file charges against officers who um, have hurt or killed someone. Um, and I don't know how it, how the Chauvin trial will affect the the Potter case at all. I don't know, you know, I guess there's an open question now about whether it'll even go to trial, whether she might take a plea deal. Um, There's so many things that can happen. I I think broadly, though, I I think you can probably say it's hard to know, actually, kind of how much you can draw a conclusion from the Chauvin trial, because it was such a uniquely egregious case. Um, You had this video of, of, basically a a man dying in front of your eyes and it was just excruciating and hard to watch and just played for jurors over and over again. So I think a lot of people are wondering how much this signals that juries will find officers guilty in the future, whether that becomes more common or whether this was just a unique case. Um, So I think think the Kimberly Potter case could be a little bit of a test for that, although it is also a, a much different case.
0: Right. And do you have any thoughts about what the verdict will mean for the future of our country, possibly concerning legislation around police brutality?
1: Right. Yeah, I think, you know, it's I, I think that is a huge question. I, I don't have a, a, a prediction or an answer, but I would say, you know, I think there was this, you know, what I, What struck me most after the verdict was read, I was standing outside in, in front of the courthouse. Um, and you know everyone's watching on their phones, and then someone shouts "guilty," and and there's a huge cheer. Um, a few hours later, the streets were completely empty. Everyone had, you know, they'd marched a little bit and chanted and cheered and and cooked food and hugged friends, but everyone kind of went home very soon. And I think that that was just a sign, mostly, of just how tired this city, Minneapolis, is after three weeks of a trial and after nearly a year of, uh, the effects of, of the killing of George Floyd. Um, and so I think, I think it's an open question as to, as to whether the verdict will lead to more change. Um, there's obviously been, uh, there have obviously been, a, a quite a few bills passed around the country, um, at to various degrees of police reform, including in Minnesota. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of, reform advocates or, or liberal advocates who are seeking police reform or, or even, um, you know, to have funds diverted from policing overall, uh, certainly want more. And I think it's just, it's, it's really an open question about how much will be done and, and how much people want things to be done. I think, I think it's, it's kind of hard to know, uh, what the average person wants from their local police department. And I think that's, that's a huge question.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that. And before we wrap up, is there anything else you would like to add to the conversation?
1: From a personal side here, I think a a lot of what I was doing this week in reporting and running around and covering a protest and covering a trial and covering everything else um, was uh, using what I learned at the daily Nexus at UC Santa Barbara, I, uh, was there in 2015 and 2016 and really feel like that was the, the first place where I really kind of started to understand news and learned from so many great reporters and, uh, was able to just kind of soak up this amazing newspaper and campus and meet all these incredible people at UC Santa Barbara. Um, absolutely loved it there it was maybe the best year of my life so I often think that you know when I'm covering something like this um, for the New York Times I really do think back to uh, things that I covered even on campus or in Santa Barbara or in Isla Vista um, and think about obviously it's it's a much different story and it's a much different case but I certainly put into practice many of the things that I was doing for the first time uh, in Isla Vista.
0: Yeah that must be Incredibly surreal to see how far you've come, and we really appreciate all of our cool alumni who come from UCSB. Um, but thank you so much for meeting with me today, Nicholas.
1: Uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and a uh, huge fan of KCSB.
0: That was New York Times reporter Nicholas burgle reporting live on the Derek Chauvin trials. With KCSB News, I'm Alexandra Goldberg.